bitches. Welcome back to Jabber. Today, I am sitting here with adult film star you may know from Twitter, Let's Eat Cake XX, Caden Hills. How are you? I'm good. It's good to see you again. Well, yeah. virtually. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? We're in the studio right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so nice in here. <laughs> so what have you been up to? Um, I've been up to a lot. been traveling a lot, busy working, recording new scenes, trying to keep, keep up with editing them. Um, cause I'm like more like a one man production crew. Like I don't really like help from other people when it comes to my content, just cause I'm very like picky and OCD about this stuff. Um, cause I've been doing it since I was a teenager, not the, not the adult part, but <laughs> the, um, film production and stuff. Awesome. So, yeah. Where did Let's Eat Cake come from? Well, um, when I first started doing decided to do OnlyFans back in like 2019. Um, my husband and I uh, actually were, his name is Tyler Hills. We were trying to come up with a name that would suit for both of us um, because, you know, it, Ty, Tyler and Caden just doesn't have like a ring to it. And, um, and a lot of people in the industry also that, especially that do studio porn, um, they just go by their, their porn name, the studio porn name. And while it may be, you know, a great name and stuff, but there's so many out there. So I thought that something catchy, something that people remembered um, would be, would help me out a little bit and get my foot in the door. And so, I mean, it's definitely worked um, because when I go out, you know, to different events or parties or clubs, I have random people stopping me. Oh my God, you're, you're that cake guy. Or like, you know, they're like, just eat cake or, you know, they're trying, it makes them start thinking like something about cake. So, um, yeah, I think it really helped. And there was no specific reason um, that we chose that. It was just kind of a play on the Marie Antoinette, let them eat cake. And, you know, cake serves as a butt <laughs> in, yeah. the, in, the, in the gay or adult film world. So, um, yeah, so we went with that. I made a logo based around it. So it gives you kind of like a visual. And, um, yeah, I've, it worked out very well. So I'm glad that we went that route. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like you have like a marketing background with branding uh, knowledge and whatnot. Thank you. I don't, but I mean, I'll take the compliment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's very on brand. You mentioned Let's Eat Cake. You automatically know who, if you're on Twitter, you automatically know who you guys are. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, funny sorry, about that really quick. Um, I was in LA at a party meeting some another, I didn't even know he was a film star, but he does porn. He nominated for like seven awards this year. But um, we were all like, going to the party and exchanging um, Twitters and Instagrams and stuff. And when I gave him my Twitter, he's like, oh my God, you're Let's Eat Cake? Holy shit. I'm like, yeah, you know, he's like, bro, everyone knows you. He's like, you're that girl. You're that girl. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, well, thank you. It was really fun. And he's not straight, but he just sounds like that. <laughs> so um, it was really funny. But yeah, I mean, it worked out and uh, things have been going really well. So I'm very happy and blessed and grateful for everything that's unfolded over the last two, three years. Yeah. So I met you and Tyler right before shutdown, like literally days before. Right. Um, how was that for you? It was it was different. The trip was um, I mean, actually, that was our first trip as creators um, and our first kind of we did our first orgy there. It was like with, you know, five other guys. So it was our first time actually like doing collaboration. We did some big scenes with other porn, big porn stars. <laughs> Um, but yeah, going into it, it was, I remember I actually just saw a post the other day that reminded me 
that um, we were leaving and there was only 10 cases in the United States. And so, you know, I had a picture of me wearing masks and gloves going to the airport. And I'm like, you know, my t the, the text said something about like, I was kind of basically doing it because my mom was going through chemo, but, you know, I'm not too worried about it, something like that. And then while we're there, you know, someone put, I think we had the news on it started getting more serious with that cruise ship that was stuck outside the port and couldn't come back. Um, and then literally as we were going to like the bars and stuff with our friends the night, the next day that those bars were closed. So we were like, and even then there was literally like, maybe like it was dead. Like there was no one out there. So they closed. So it was kind of weird seeing everything like turn into a ghost town while we were there. Um, but we're lucky we were able to go get back there and get make content, come back home. And we've never had COVID, not going to win, thank God. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a different kind of trip. And it was one of the last ones that we took for a while. Um, so I'm glad we were able to get that done before things went crazy because yeah, even that, that one scene that we did, our first orgy was another one of our the first big kind of scenes that went, you know, did well on Twitter and stuff like that. So luckily it worked out. Because of COVID, do you think you guys were able to blossom online? Because everybody was had nothing better to do <laughs> yeah, and just like at home. Yeah, definitely. I definitely think that played a big part of um, not just even for me, but like for everyone in the industry, uh, there was definitely a boom in um, subscribers and how much money they were spending and how often things were getting retweeted and liked on Twitter and stuff. Now, um, and actually, yeah, so actually during the pandemic, uh, people were sitting there getting stimulus checks home and not going to work. So they, you know, were bored sitting at their house doing, watching porn and jerking off or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, so it definitely played a role. And I did also during that time, um, there was like people were doing lots of TikTok that became really popular. And yeah. I think Tyga, the rapper, did the board in the house and I'm in the house board TikTok mm -hmm. that went viral. So yeah. during that time, because I'm stuck in the house too, um, I actually did like a parody to that. Uh, like, like the gate the gay porn parody of board in the house and um, I did a video for it that's you know x-rated um, and I, I mentioned some like popular like the cock destroyers and stuff like that and you know the lyrics are pretty funny and it hadn't been something that has been seen before I guess in the porn world um, so that kind of went viral I guess it had like half a million uh, views in like a week or two so I mean coming from we only had maybe 300 fans at the time or less that was a big amount on Twitter yeah. And so it did so well. I had all these like, um, the cock destroyer. I had all these porn stars and people that I've looked up to and had never spoken to before leaving comments. And like, it was really surreal and things just like started blowing up. So I made a sequel and did Board in the House part two. And I actually featured, I had the cock destroyer send me personalized videos so I could use in it. I had um, photos from Ruslan Angelo, who are Ruslan Angelo. He's my favorite porn star. And he literally did a custom like sign for me. Uh, JJ Knight, Michael Boston, um, Austin Wilde. So like a, a lot of people that actually like were interested in doing it. And I thought the video was better, but it didn't take off. I get, it's so hard to like figure out what's going to be viral. It all depends on like the time and who sees it. And, you know, so that one didn't Damn algorithm. I know, right? <laughs> I suck. But yeah, so during the pandemic, you know, I was talking about being quarantined in the song and stuff like that. So all that kind of correlates to us, you know, rising up pretty quickly. Um, 
and so, yeah, we also had a video released from the year before with like that we filmed before the quarantine, but it was supposed to be, they were taking forever because it was like 20 guys in the video. So it took mm -hmm. forever to get all the content and put it together because it's a three hour scene. But, um, but that was released sometime around then as well. So that just like took off. And then with everything together, it just kind of all came into one place and just, you know, feels right. So that's when I ended up quitting my job after that. So because things were going so well and it, do this full-time now and have my own s corporation so yeah i love it that's great oh but back to your um on the quarantine um the pandemic so yeah so since that's kind of not ended completely but you know people are going back to work and things have chilled out and there's no stimulus checks uh numbers have definitely dropped across the board for for everyone um i have people huge creators straight creators people that i've worked with and helped out and stuff that are messaging me what can i do my number blah, blah blah i might have to start working again and all this stuff and you know i mean it is what it is i'm trying to think of different ways and i always try to have you know as much diversity and try new things and have kind of like a melting pot of content and just keep putting stuff out and hopefully it reaches people and you know people have liked it so i'm just gonna keep doing my thing and see what happens you have to yeah so let's get to know you the man behind the dick so where are you from um i'm actually born and raised in fort lauderdale florida south florida um spent most of my you know younger years went to school there and uh, i graduated uh, when i was 17 from high school i um, I, I've no, always known what I wanted to do um, since I was like, I was playing with video cameras and stuff and vid, uh, regular photography since I was like a child before, like when I was, some one of my cameras had a floppy disk inside of it, not to date myself, but you would take pictures on this big square floppy disk and put it in. Um, and before even Adobe Premiere, which is what I used to edit, was even available, I was trying to splice things together um, with my Beanie Babies and just make like little movies. So I've kind of always been interested in videography and production and stuff. So um, when I was in high school, I, there was a TV production class. So I took that and my teacher loved me. I love my teacher. She was awesome. She was only like 26 and I'm you know, a teenager, young gay boy. And I didn't really get along. I didn't really have that many friends or get um, along with a lot of the people because it was very, well, yeah, it was very segregated because I'm South Florida and people were like writing things like, America sucks and Columbia number one and all this stuff. So I felt people would say, you know, Marika when I'm walking by in the hallway. And so I felt like sometimes I would just eat lunch with my teacher and stuff because I didn't know like where to sit or be comfortable. So she started, um, you know, favoring me, I guess. And I was working on like the Friday afternoon shows and the morning announcements and being like the spokesperson and edit the stuff together while the rest of the class was like watching a movie or getting a lesson or whatever. I was kind of like, her little uh, teacher's pet in the back room. And so she had one year, she brought in a teacher or a spokesperson for um, this college in Orlando called Full Sail University. Um, and it's basically a college that sets you up for either film, recording arts, graphic design, video game, um, you know, set design, all these things in the entertainment world. And it's actually like the classes were open 24 seven. You would get your degree in 12 months if you wanted your associates or your bachelor's was like 18 or 20 something months. Um, so I signed up, I knew what I wanted to do when she brought that. She kind of brought that guy for me to meet with him and say, hey, you know, this is what I think you should be doing because you have a gift. Um, and so I ended up, once I met him and heard his lesson plan in school, I put my, my shit in gear and I graduated early. 
Um, I went straight to Orlando when I was 17, started college, graduated when I was 18. And then, um, so yeah, after that, I got a job for, and so yeah, I was back and forth between Fort Lauderdale and Orlando. And after college, I actually applied for two jobs on Craigslist. And one of them happened to be MTV and they called me back and I didn't even know it was MTV at the time. They asked me to, if I could interview, but they're in Fort Lauderdale. So I had to fly down like that next, that same weekend or the day later. And I did the interview. They basically gave me a bunch of footage and they said, here, put this together and blah, 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 blah. So I did that in like an hour and then they gave me the job, but I had to start Monday and that was Saturday. So I literally sure. moved from Orlando. Like I went back to get all my stuff, came down because I wasn't going to miss an opportunity to be yeah. an editor for MTV. So I did all that. And yeah, I worked on my first TV show as an editor, which was really cool. And the TV show happened to take place at my high school. Um, it was about the newspaper kids that were doing the journalists and all the drama that they go through with deadlines and stuff. What was the so, TV show from? Um, it was called The Paper. But yeah, so that was really cool. And that kind of helped me get my, I guess, foot in the door with a resume. And then my ex-boss that I had for 13 years um, saw that on my resume, saw that I went to Full Sail. Hired, um, sat me down for an interview and was just starting up a company and uh, for digital media. So I was editing videos and commercials for Miami City Ballet, um, doing web work for all of Spectrum's on-demand content and their websites for 11 years. Um, I was doing just a lot of a lot of stuff. We had, Adobe was actually one of our clients, the creators of Photoshop and Premiere that I edit with. So. That was really cool. I did that for a long time. And at least I think that's the only other job I had MTV and that besides like, you know, like cheeseburger, cheeseburger when I was 15 or something. <laughs> but so it all fell into place. And um, when I started during the pandemic, like we started doing OnlyFans because my ex, uh, my, my husband at the time um, was not working as much because of the pandemic. So we wanted some extra money to, um, to pay the bills. And things just started taking off. So whose idea was it? Was it yours or his? Well, it was kind of both at the beginning because we were both on Snapchat and like snapping people like videos of our dicks or, you know, whatever, like flirting with other guys through just through digital like stuff. We were never open. Um, we maybe had a couple threesomes or whatever. Maybe, yeah, I don't think we ever had an orgy um, at the time. <laughs> and so we were both, you know, like, <laughs> People kept, I had like seven guys ask me in like a week or 10 guy or whatever if I had an OnlyFans. And I'm like, no, no. But as for more and more people kept asking, like, damn, maybe I should start an OnlyFans, you know? So, and I talked to my husband and he said that, you know, he would be okay with that. Originally, we wanted it just to be us two and filming content between us two. Um, but things, you know, at the time, we were not making that much money from that maybe like a thousand dollars a month which is fine that's what we initially wanted just to help pay some bills but then we went down to Fort Lauderdale for the holidays to see family and um we actually were on Grindr at Diego Sands which is like one of the biggest um porn stars in you know the gay porn industry he hit us up and um wanted to make content I was like oh wow I I, I didn't know who he was at the time but I googled him I was like holy shit um you can't really pass this up and so we talked about it and we did that, and because of how successful it was, and we enjoyed it, um, we started doing some more collabs together, and threesomes or foursomes, and that orgy in LA, and uh, so yeah, things just started picking up, and it was kind of a mutual thing at the beginning, 
And then, you know, down the road, things obviously change because now I do, I do a lot of collabs with other creators and group yeah. scenes and go on big trips with creators and stay in like a mansion with like 20 guys and have sex all day. <laughs> so a Casual then, weekend. You know, right? <laughs> casual life in the job of Caden. What's day in the life of Caden Hills? Well, that's, uh, I guess, varies on the type of film or scene it's going to be. <laughs> Um, like if I'm going to be bottoming or just topping or it's going to be an orgy. Yeah, because or... there's a lot of work involved, especially oh if you're God. bottoming. Oh my God, don't get me started. It's so stressful. And so like people are just like, oh yeah, you know, I'm hot or I have a big dick. I'm going to be. So like right right, what, what goes through your head now is like, got to clean out, no Taco Bell. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I usually depending on the time of day, like I won't eat until I'm done just to make sure I always you know, gotta take my fiber, gotta take the modium, start douching and make sure that I yeah. do have enough time before the scene starts in case douching takes longer this time and whatever, but you don't wanna be ready too early because then you, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. And I also do like my own, like I mentioned production. So I don't like having cameramen involved because I feel like it takes away from the moment and there's someone else there. Um, it's not as intimate. And I also get in my head, I'm like, why is this man I've never met before sitting there watching me and zooming into my hole and all these like, you know, it's like, I'd rather just do what's been working for me because I have the experience and the knowledge to, to make it look how I know that it's going to look good. And so, yeah, I mean, some people prefer having cameramen because they don't like that whole amateur, I guess, look, but I'm like, it's only fans. Like people, I've actually talked to other creators that say that they have like some done studio lights and with the cameraman they said they get complaints that they're not on this porn studio site they're looking at OnlyFans for amateur content so that's what people like like some of my best selling and videos on twitter and stuff that have done well are just one hand camera in the dark with the flash on you know just you know vertical like not even like a proper scene you know so it's you gotta have variety and mix things up i do have cameramen once in a while um like especially like if it's like a big orgy and there's like I just filmed an orgy last week and we had, they hired a cameraman, but I also took part in taking videos and making sure other people were using their phone for close-up shots and point of view shots to get like, for me, that's like what is the money shot. Like I want to see insertion and I want to see, get up a close and personal things that I wouldn't see from sitting back and watching. So, um, so yeah, so then depending on sort of the day in the life of me I guess until I need to start getting ready um I will be editing videos and going through all my messages on the sites and responding to everybody um usually promoting things on Twitter and trying to go through Instagram and figure out how I can get more followers and um it's kind of like not I don't want to say consumed my life in a bad way because to be honest it's been like the best thing that's ever happened to me um, like I've never been happier and found like my calling and I feel like everything just keeps lining up, but like, I don't, I don't know. I kind of like work 24 seven in a sense because I'm on social media. That's my job. And, you know, I'm, I guess I should say I'm available to work 24 seven. So I kind of like at random times when I'm, you know, not doing anything, I'll just sign on and start checking messages or whatever, replying to people just so I can get ahead and not fall back behind. But and then I go film the scene, come home, smoke some weed, and eat a lot of Taco Bell and a lot of junk food until I pass out. <laughs> <laughs> and if I'm topping, I don't need to do any of that. So, you know, but I've discovered through OnlyFans that I prefer to bottom. So usually it ends up that route. <laughs> hey, whatever, whatever gets you there. 
Exactly. What's something your fans listening may be shocked to hear that you like to do on your spare time? Um, I guess people, I mean, well, my fans actually like that subscribe and like read my messages and see my posts. They kind of know most a lot about me because I'm very open and goofy and I show like my stupid side because that's just who I am. And that's another reason why I don't like cameramen there because I feel like I can't be myself. Mm-hmm. And that's what my fans like. I get a lot of comments about my personality, even down to like the emojis that I use and stuff. People just think I'm silly and they, they don't get that from a lot of other OnlyFans creators and porn stars, partly because they also hire managers and stuff that respond for them and it's not their actual personality. So that's why, even though it's a lot of work and it consumes my life, but like I said, it's in a good way. I like doing it. I like having that connection with my fans. I like, I love editing. Um, I like having sex with hot guys. And so, I mean, yeah, there's nothing I don't really like about it. Um, just, I just wish I had more time in the day because there's a lot. But so everyone else that does not subscribe, um, I am a big nerd and dork. Um, before OnlyFans took over, I'm big into video games, like all the time video games I have. I was a founder of the Destiny 2 clan called the Guardians of the Rainbow. And we had like 250 gays and lesbians and trans and even some straight guys. And, you know, one of my gay friends, nephew, who's like 17, would play and we'd all like raid together and try to like, you know, do go through the game. And it was something we did for years. So that was really fun and kind of like, you know, I made fr- like really good long-term friends from that, like always talking on our headphones. Mm-hmm. And my um, Tyler would also be like next to me in the room on his TV with his headphones on. So we're like playing with our friends back and forth. And so that's what I did a lot. But yeah, once like last summer when OnlyFans started taking off, I was just kind of like put my focus into that and get the money. And because I still like doing it. And also because in the game, when you don't play for a while and everyone keeps playing, you get they get leveled up and like I can't even keep up with them now I have to play for like a year straight just to like do the activities that they're doing so that's kind of what's like dropped taking um held me back from going back in but you know I still dabble in video games once in a while and yeah I don't really I'm not very active as far as like sports or outdoors activities more of a home body always have been movies tvs because I'm into that kind of production and film and um, I used to sing and produce music and um, dance and perform a little bit, not very well as a dancing part, but I can do choreography. But um, I want to start getting back into music again. I was actually taking a music theory class at the same time, the same month that OnlyFans started going crazy. So again, I put that aside to focus on this. But um, yeah, eventually I want to get back into music because that's like one of my true passions as well. That'd be great for you to have like a single with the whole um, let's eat. Yeah. So I had a actually like um, a couple of months ago, we did an orgy at the Pensacola Pride and the song I use because you have to be careful of copyright songs, but like I love music. So I always try to incorporate music into my videos or trailers. And so I use one of my own songs from like 2010 called turn me on and i was really scared to use it like i was like oh my god are people gonna make fun of me and leave comments like what is this crap blah 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 i even asked some of my friends and some of them were like um uh, they didn't know it was me i was like no i would use a different song i was like oh shit but i went in with my gut and i've gotten so many comments and on other people that are shared like what is this song i need this song i've never seen um a porn video where i needed to know the name of the song so i'm like oh wow i'm like hey that's my song i'll send it to you send me a dm because it's not on 
online anywhere anymore. Um, so that's encouraging and that makes me want to get back into it more. I did write a song called Let's Eat Cake um, last year and I want, I want to finish it and do it. I just couldn't finish the song, the production. I didn't know what it needed. I even paid another DJ friend of mine to, you know, it's a couple hundred bucks to finish it for me. And I didn't act that liked it less than what I did. So I'm holding on to it. I think one day it'll be fun. It's like kind of like a funny parody song, you know, because that's my personality. But yeah, so music and video games and TV and video movies. I love anything digital is, you know, that's up my alley. Awesome. So when did you come out? I'm assuming you're gay. I mean, like, hello. <laughs> well, I thought I was too, but a lot of my fan, not my fan, I don't know, people online lately seem to be telling me that I'm bisexual um, because a couple months ago I did my first scene, bisexual scene with um, a hot TikTok couple, a straight couple. Um, they have like almost 2 million TikTok followers. Mm-hmm. And um, I've met them through the grapevine and recorded with her boyfriend, the straight guy, hot muscle guy. Um, his name is Adam and her name is Alana. So after like, meeting them and recording with him a couple of times. I'm like, you guys are awesome. Like, I love their energy. They're just like gay guys. So they're not like, she's not like a prissy girl or whatever. And like, like annoying or <laughs> so really cool. And I mentioned that, you know, if they ever wanted to do that, they, um, I would be down. And they said, yeah, we've always been looking for someone to do that with, but we don't really haven't found anyone that we're comfortable with. A lot of the straight guys are very like, you know, um, testosterone and, you know, they get, um, not defensive, but they'll just like want to fuck the girl and not worry about the guy. So they don't want someone like, he doesn't want someone using his girl just because, you know, it's offered. So he wanted it to be with a gay guy as they were looking for. So when they came back to Orlando for some, I forget what they, I think it might've been just to record. They stayed at my house. They, she recorded me, him fuck me. And then after that, we uh, did a scene where I, we both fucked her and then he fucked me while I fucked her, which has always been kind of, when I was younger, um, when I was 14 is when I came out. But I, I still thought I was bi. I came out as bi because I had dated a lot of girls. I, I never think we all stepping. did. Yeah, it's a kind of a stepping <laughs> stone. You don't want to admit to yourself that you're fully gay. You don't want to make your parents really upset or sad and think that they're never going to have a grandkid, which is why my parents were upset. They were sad that my dad thought he was never going to have, you know, a grandkid or whatever because I'm not going to. No, but you could always adopt. But um, so, yeah, I came out when I was 14 and then it, um, my family recently people online are telling me that I'm bi because I had sex with a girl and I keep getting all these questions about like people trying to trick me into like I don't know admitting I'm like I feel like I'm like 85% gay and like I don't feel like anyone is like you know 100% straight 100% gay like everyone says it's like a spectrum of gayness the rainbow of gayness and I feel like I fall somewhere around like 85% um, I don't really like have a type I just know what I'm attracted to and if I'm attracted to you, whether it's, I've had sex with trans boys, uh, I would have sex with people of every race, you know, as long as I'm attracted to you and there's some kind of connection there, then it's fine, even a daddy or something. And I never knew this when I was younger and before OnlyFans, like I thought I always had stereotypical type, you know, whatever one thing I kind of wanted, twink boy, twink white boys is what I thought. And then as I've been growing up and learning more about, and I was always a top, like I was like a hundred percent top before kind of before OnlyFans. I mean, I tried it here and there, but I didn't like it. And then I learned the proper way to do it. And um, now I'm definitely more verse bottom. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, um, that's how I came out. And thank you for everyone telling me what my sexuality is. It doesn't, I don't like labels. So 
call me whatever you want. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> yeah. So you said you came out when you were 14? Yeah. So when you were 14, now that you are who you are today, did you ever think that you would be that person you are today as a 14-year-old? No, not, not definitely not um, in the sex worker world. Um, like one of my, well, my second boyfriend um, was a porn star and that was almost one of the reasons why I didn't date him because I, you know, not look down, but I don't want to be with someone who's going around having sex with other people and other people view them as, you know, what a certain type of way and have a stigma with them, sex workers. So, um, but I ended up and, you know, we had some of the best sex out of anyone I've dated and stuff. So it was great. And I, you know, ended up not caring. Um, but I never thought I would be doing it myself. I had offers from like Corbin Fisher and Sean Cody and stuff, but I just didn't want that stuff to be online forever. Um, so I guess as thing, I got older and, you know, relationships change. Now a lot of people are in open relationships, which I never even considered back then. Um, and I learned that there's nothing, you know, wrong with, especially doing, you know, your own videos and stuff. That's kind of why I, I, you know, I don't consider myself to be a porn star. I don't go to porn studios. I don't work for studios and have lights and cameramen and directors and producers and, you know, on set for seven or eight hours. That's what porn stars do. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of sitting around and trying to get hard and waiting for the come shot and all this stuff that is not for me at all. But the fact that I can do it all myself in my house or, you know, at a hotel or on vacation and have a great time with it and just take out my phone and record it and then we're done. That's what I, I like about it. So the fact that I guess I have control over the situation and control over my image and what people see. Um, and I'm not just perceived as some vapid porn star that has, you know, a nice body or whatever. They see my personality um, and see like what I like. And so I think that kind of changed just the things for me. So that wasn't around back then when I was 14. So um, I don't know if I would, you know, necessarily approve, but once I, what the 14 year old me saw how things were panning out, I'm sure he would come around. Um, I thought, I knew I, I used to always want to be some kind of like in the spotlight or, um, cause I've always been behind the camera, but I also do like being in front of the camera. I used to want to be a singer and almost got signed to this people that wanted to turn me into this like pop artist and change my name and all the stuff and do everything. And I was going along with it, but nothing ever came of it. But I've always kind of had that, that drive to be somebody and successful and just have, have my name known. So the fact that it's happened, you know, it's not the way I anticipated originally, but I mean, like, I, it's just, it's been amazing. I have so many just random fans and people stop me like on the beach at Santa Monica or at bars or at Universal Studios a couple months ago here in Orlando. And they just say the nicest things. Like one of them almost made me cry because he just said the amount of detail that you put into these videos, it shows with your music, like no one else is doing this. He's like, thank you during the pandemic for giving a place for me and my boyfriend to spend time and get away from our, the thoughts of a crazy world. So just like, it's been really nice. And um, so I think once 14 year old knew the outcome of it, I think he definitely would approve. <laughs> yeah. Just seeing it for what it is, he probably wouldn't have. Right. Like how deep it is, deeper that you're into it. Uh, so yeah, someone the other day was basically saying like, I'm there, I, they've known me for a while. Um, I used to be involved with the House of Adonis here in Orlando, which is like a bunch of gays and like, lesbians and straight guys that perform um, at clubs and stuff and drag shows. And so he's known me from then. He's like, you know what? Out of everybody, he's like, I, I'm so proud of you. You've built an empire for yourself and you've always had that, that something, that go-getter energy. And he's like, I'm just so proud. And just like, 
hearing these things just makes me want to keep going and do more. So I'm really blessed and happy that things have worked out. My hard work paid off and I was lucky enough to know what I, you know, what industry and kind of thing I wanted to do when I was really young. So I've had that passion and drive for that, which has helped me become successful because I love what I do. I tell people all the time, sometimes I like editing more than the actual set. Depends on who the guy is. <laughs> <laughs> we do get a few letters here and there. We do get a few questions and, you know, like people want some answers. Most of them are irrelevant, but we had one that was actually for you before we even decided to do an episode. Oh. And I'm going to read it. Okay. <clears throat> Hello, my name is Eddie from Philadelphia. I love your show and would like to ask a question for Caden Hills if he's ever on. What's the mindset of being married and being able to fuck countless guys and still be able to go back home to Bay? I know they're obviously open, but I find it interesting. I would die if I knew my man was doing that. Thank you. Oh, let's see. Well, hi, Eddie. Thank you for your question. Um, so yeah, like when I originally, like I used to be very jealous type. I could never imagine sharing my partner with other people. Um, but me, um, Tyler and I were together for since I was like 19. So we were, we kind of like grew up together and not to age myself, but that was over 10 years ago. So we've been together for a very long time. We've gotten to know each other and trust each other. Um, so you definitely need to have trust. Um, and unfortunately, uh, though, pretty recently, Tyler and I, um, are decided to get separated. Um, we haven't really. Made yeah it's and we're still like um we're okay we're just it's a lot to to handle but you know and it's not necessarily any one thing that happened so i'm not saying that it can't be possible to be an only fans creator and still you know be in a relationship it's just that i mean it worked for a while um but we both we grew up and wanted different things and you know once i saw how the world is and traveling and even becoming, you know, more of a bottom and just seeing what else is out there. Cause I never had done this stuff before. And he still wanted what our original dream was, you know, when we were teenagers to have that house of the family and, you know, be comfortable in our safe space, which we did that for over 10 years. And I, I was great. I loved that, that time and that experience together. And I learned so much from him and I hope he learned things from me as well. Um, I, you know, it's, it's still very rough and a touchy subject. Um, I hope that he doesn't get mad at me for discussing this, but, um, you know, I, I still love him and I want the best for him and I hope that we can be friends at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just, it wasn't in our cards. He, he thought he wanted to do OnlyFans and, you know, become this power couple and out there and. And then it turns out down the road that he, it's not what he wanted. He wanted what his original um, idea of, you know, growing up as a married couple is. And um, I learned that there's other options out there and that there's alternative things to just one cookie cutter type of relationship. Um, and it's okay. I feel like um, people don't have to be, you know, think about, they need to put their happiness first and what they want and, you know, I know the norm is to get married and to live together forever and to death to depart, but that doesn't actually get to happen for everyone. And I feel like if you force yourself to be in something that you already have in your mind that is not working after you try to make it work and you try, you know, for, for a while and it's still not getting better, 
I feel like it would be worse to stay with somebody and keep them and myself from true happiness and stuff and and love and um, learning to explore because neither him or I, because we were together when we were 19 and 20, had never been adult single men. Like I've never really dated as an adult. I've never been out there. Um, I had before him was with my previous porn star boyfriend for two and a half years. And then I met Tyler right after like, so it was literally, I did, we didn't date for like a year. Cause I was like, I can't jump into a relationship, but he was with me every day. We were hooking up. He, he knew that he wanted to be with me. So I just needed to test the waters a bit and see, but there were slim pickings in South Florida when you're 19. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, um, <laughs> we were together for a while and it was great, but, um, like I said, and for him and I, like, I ended up thinking it was hot watching him get fucked when we were on these scenes, and which blew my mind, because before I would, you know, beat somebody up, like, what the fuck, get, get out of my I'm like, I would tell him, like, that's my hole, like, you know, you can't sit, yeah. no one else can touch, but then it, it really turned me on, like, when on editing videos or there and watching it, like, I thought it was hot, um, so, and I think what, what happened was th- that he may, may not have actually wanted to commit as, as much as I did and just wanted to keep it between us and not other guys. So when I started going out and traveling, all these things, they started maybe building a rift, but I was also doing, you know, I quit my job, which him and even my parents and my boss all encouraged me to do. And I said, you found like your calling, like this is working for you. Go, go, you know, fulfill your dreams. And um, so that's what I did. And it just, I guess he was kind of trying to convince himself that that's how, he wanted things to play out, but in the end, he didn't. So, and you know, I I still do. I enjoy this, and you know, maybe it will be a mistake. Maybe I'll regret it, but I would also regret if I looked back ten years from now and didn't at least explore the world and being single for the first time and not having to answer to somebody and just having some freedom. Um, so, you know, I, maybe the grass isn't greener on the other side, but it's worth a look. And so that's where we're at. And, you know, I know everyone's going to be sad and disappointed. I've had a lot of fans asking where Tyler is. We miss him. And so now you guys know, um, like I said, there's no hard feelings. Um, I'd hope you guys, you know, are okay with that. We're still still deciding on what we're going to do with everything. Um, but for now, we are leaving all his content up there. He does have all his social medias and stuff. So I'm hoping that he will continue to do OnlyFans and just kind of have his own page and then I'll keep our stuff up and direct them there and we can, you know, help each other and I'll send him all the content he can use. And But he doesn't know if that's what he wants to do. But at the same time, he's like, well, my stuff's already out there and I'm not going to be able to get it down everywhere. So he's kind of like battling what he wants to do now. So we shall see. But, um, you know, sorry, Eddie, for the, the bad news, but... um. You know, it's life. It's part of life. And like I said before, I I do my OnlyFans and work as uh, myself and true and honest. And this is me. And this is, you know, it's not always perfect, happy, cutter, cookie cutter ending. So, yeah, that's what you get when you're part of the Let's Eat Cake Club. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of this, are, are you happy? Yeah, um, yeah, so I'm happy now. I'm actually happy um I've been I mean I was happy before in a relationship throughout time but towards the end I realized that I was happier doing the work and um you know doing part of it with the job and titles and that's what Tyler was not really into and so we were not really seeing eye to eye on what we wanted 
Mm -hmm. um so i mean it's it's kind of weird but ever since we decided um that i, we're, I was gonna that we were gonna get a divorce um everyone like even like my friends and people strangers that i'm meeting like after talking to me they keep telling me like you are whatever you're doing like you are glowing now like you need to keep doing this like you're doing whatever it is the right thing because i wasn't going out and making public statements so not everyone knew um, but it's crazy how many people have noticed like an actual change in, in me and that I'm happier and I'm more social. And it's, so I guess it does show, um, you know, not only on the inside, but on the outside as well. And I've gotten so many, made so many new friends when I traveled to LA. So I'm going to be moving to LA. We're going to, Oh really? Sell, yeah. We're going to sell our house in Orlando. It's on the market now. Um, and then once we sell it, then I'll be moving out there. I've made so I have more friends in LA than I have like anywhere else combined where like, it's just a, a blast. I have a great time with so many good people and helpful, you know, the ones that I met seem good. So hopefully they stay that way. But everyone's been saying that like, you were too nice. Like how, like you, I guess they were saying because I was in a relationship for so long, I wasn't like tainted by like the gay scene in the gay world, but they're like, you don't like my friends are like, you don't seem like, you know, a normal American, like white boy, blah, blah, blah. They're like, you're too nice. And people are warning me actually like, Hey, we can tell like you're so genuine and so nice be careful though because a lot of people will see that as a weakness and take advantage of you especially in this city so i mean i've taken that but i don't want to change who i am for anybody um i've just have you know kind of my eyes open but um so yeah so i'm definitely happy now and i'm, I'm really looking forward to the future and because you know it's a new chapter and you know sometimes a fresh start and change is what you need and so the fact that like I said, things are starting to fall into place and people are noticing things. It just kind of puts everything in like perspective. And like, I know that I'm doing the right thing and which is hard to admit to myself and especially to Tyler and stuff like that, because I, all I wanted for years was for him to be happy and for us to be happy. And I did what I thought, you know, I could do to make it work for the last, you know, since we started OnlyFans or whatever. And I thought things were getting better, but then they stopped. And so, at a certain point, you know, I, I realized it and had to admit to myself. And, um, and now I've been, you know, I don't, I wouldn't say happier than I've ever been because I was very, very happy with Tyler for years and years. And I will never forget those times, but I'm definitely like, like on the right track and I'm happy and I'm excited for what the future has and where I'll be in five or 10 years from now, all the opportunities out there, are just mind boggling. Yeah. And, and I just want to make this clear that I wasn't asking, are you happy that you're not with Tyler anymore? I'm just like asking right. like, if you're happy, like with the decision. Yeah. I just definitely. thought about that right now. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, like I, I said, mentioned earlier, like it's been one of the best thing that's ever happened to me in my life. Like just, it's made me like, I still pinch myself that like I get recognized on the beach and the, the person was, talks about my editing and they're saying, I always tell, he's an editor for a TV show. And he's like, I always tell my friends and show your editing and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh my God, thank you. And that just blows my mind that, you know, but little you can 13. See, like, you could see like that you have a passion for what yeah, you're right. doing. And it's right. not like something, it's not work. Because when, right. when it becomes like a passion project or something that you're really into, it's not work anymore. Right. I was asked um, a question when I was either going to go full force into the corporate world or I'm going to be an artist. And when somebody um, told me this, they go, the, the day you do something you love, you never work a day in your life. Right. And when I 
uh, heard that I quit my job and I just started doing art. And when I did start doing art, like everything started coming around me. And once that happened, that's when I found my true calling. And, and yeah. it's true. Yeah. So that's why I like, it's hard to say, and it's hard for especially like Tyler to hear or witness, but that I feel like, you know, this is the right thing to do and things are all falling into place. And so um, I'm very happy, you know, that it's all working out. And I know that the future is bright for both of us. Um, if he wants to go into this field to stay in the field, I think he would do great. But I mean, whatever he ends up doing, he's always puts his heart and his mind like full throttle. So I know he'll be successful and great wherever he ends up. And um, yeah, I mean, like, I don't feel like I'm working. That's why I'm kind of like always doing things for work because or for OnlyFans and for my own website, let's eat cake.xx.com. Um, and so like, whether it's applying to messages or editing or taking pictures or social media, you know, just all of it is what I, I enjoy anyway. And I mean, I don't mind having sex to, to be, to be um, honest, like before this, I was not very sexual of a person. Everyone finds that like surprising that like, I, even now, like I, I don't really watch porn or jack off. Um, I don't, I mean, I used to, but I was never like craving sex. I kind of like the connection, the intimacy of making out and rolling around like that. Sometimes if I don't get to do that in a scene, like I don't even want to record. Sometimes that's all that gets me hard. And so if they don't want to kiss, I'm like, what the fuck is up? You know, I want that connection. Um, so I'm not that sexual of a person, but OnlyFans has definitely opened me up in more ways than one. <laughs> and um, so I learned that I'm more of a bottom. I learned a lot. Of, I was so vanilla before this. Like I was, you know, I didn't like sweat. I didn't want to come on me. I didn't like armpits. I didn't like, you know, pretty much anything, just vanilla sex. And now I like almost like everything. I love like it all. <laughs> I wouldn't say everything, but like, you know, a good chunk of. Yeah, I'm like, careful what you say. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I don't need all these crazies in my DMs like, hey, look at this picture. I get enough of that already. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so I'm open to trying new things and I'm glad that I've had this experience because it's taught me a lot about myself, what I like, what I don't like, who I am as a person, whether it's sexual or um, in a relationship or, you know, professionally. So it's, it's just everything about it has been amazing. And yeah, that's why I feel like I'm always working but, um, and my friends and, or my ex or, friend, you know, notice that I'm always on my phone or whatever. So, but it's because I love doing it. It's not because I'm like, oh, I got to get this done or whatever. You know, it's, I actually genuinely like it. On a lighter note, Tyler, we love you. We hope you're well. And we're going to take a little nap and we'll be right back. Getting high in this club. Let's take our clothes off. Let's take our clothes off. Just take it off. Damn, DJ, don't stop. My drink's coming strong. Welcome back, bitches. That was Turn Me On by Caden Hills. Yes, bitch. <laughs> so you, you mentioned this a little bit. You come from the corporate world, right? Yeah, well, yeah, kind of. Um, I guess my, my last job before this was digital media, but um, we weren't very corporate. Like, it, I, I was the first employee. Um, my boss, and he was awesome. Like, we would smoke weed together, and um, him and his friends would 
go out and party when we would do our Christmas holidays and stuff. So it was like not like a typical job where pretty much whatever we want. Um, if I wanted, I've worked from home a lot. Um, and then the company grew and grew and grew over the time that I worked there. So we ended up with like 30 something employees and multi-million dollar company. But even then it was not corporate, you know, it was very relaxed and he hated that feeling of people like showing up and having to work. And he was very, very cool. And um, so a funny thing about that situation actually, why when I left, um, so after spending, after about four or five months with OnlyFans, like doing crazy like numbers last summer, like towards the end of the pandemic after stimulus checks and stuff. Um, and I was still working two jobs from home. I would work, you know, my day job until about you know five, but when I didn't have uh, work to do, I would be editing and doing stuff and responding. So I was balancing both, working to like 2 a.m. every day, and it was just a lot. So once I knew that it wasn't like a fluke where my numbers were going to dip again, right, you know, right after, it was just like a one-time thing, um, I just talked to my husband, and I talked to my parents, and I talked, you know, and they all agreed that it's probably, it makes sense to do that, you know, go where your heart is. And things have been winding down at my job, because Spectrum, which was our biggest client when I worked on most, they ended up turning things over in-house, so they started doing the work. So I basically trained them to do the work and then didn't have much work to do after that. So it just kind of made sense that I, you know, take, leave that job and do what's making me money. And so when I told my boss, I was dreading the phone call. I was so scared because I worked for him for so long. He was like family to me. And um, his first response was, yeah, I know, we know. We know. I'm like, you, what do you mean you know? He's like, yeah. Um, he's like, yeah, we, you know, um, we, we, we've been watching, not like watching like the videos, but like, we've, uh, I don't remember exactly what he said, but they have been watching because <laughs> when I asked, like, when I asked him how they found out, he said that they went into, he went into a board meeting in San Francisco with Adobe and was sitting around a big, um, like a big table at, in their office in their conference room. And one of the guys held up his phone and said, Hey, isn't this your employee? And I don't even know how he knew what I looked like, but he goes over there and he's like, oh my God, yeah, that's, and he says my real name. <laughs> um, and then I was, he's like, oh, wow. And then he said that um, one of our other employees who does payroll was like, wow, I didn't know he was so well endowed. And so I was like, oh my God, these <laughs> older straight people have been watching me get fucked and fuck people and all this stuff. And for, <laughs> this is like six or seven months later. So it's been a while. They didn't tell me so. I was really embarrassed, but um, he said, no, listen, he's like, you, you, we knew this day was coming. He's like, you're always welcome back here if you ever need to, but we don't think you will because it looks like you found your calling. And I was like, you know, I thought it was funny that he thinks like me getting fucked and fucking guys and, you know, <laughs> is my calling. But, you know, it's, it's more than that. It's like, like someone told me the other night, it's kind of like my empire, like my whole, <laughs> my job, I turned it into a business. And so... But yeah, that was really funny way to go out. <laughs> I remember you told me something that your your boss gave you a compliment on your junk. <laughs> yeah, it was really embarrassing and funny at the same time. But yeah, like that even that worked out, you know. I mean, like if this doesn't work out, I could always go back there and do something. But hopefully, I don't have to do that because I love this line of work for sure. How old are you? If you mind me asking, I will be. 35 in February. Okay. Yeah. We're the same age. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But don't, yeah. Everyone thinks I'm like, I, I always start that uh, answer response with like, how old do you think I am? Yeah. Just because I want to like, you know, I don't, I don't mind being older, especially because I look younger, but everyone usually says 26 to 28 or whatever. So, but I always give it away by saying I've worked for someone for 10 years or whatever. So, but, but yeah, um, 
you know, I'm getting older, but I mean, I feel better and I look better and I'm happier than I was, you know, doing other work. And so, you know, it's fine. I'm not, I'm not worried about it until I, I get to 40. Then I'm going to have to start lying. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't use that line, how do I look anymore? Because COVID took a toll on me. But um, <laughs> so back in the day, to get any type of notoriety or recognition, you basically had to sign with a major studio. And mm -hmm. you had to, you know, be, this was before social media was a thing. Right. You, know, you needed to have like this big major studio in order to get like anything, any type of exposure. Now that that has become obsolete, basically, and social media has become the middleman, in that sense, how has, you know, this all affected for you? Well, that's why I kind of, I haven't really gone into studio work and studio porn because of like right now you don't really need to like the, yeah. the people like, you know, me and a lot of other creators that have never do studio work, social media influencers, they are making more money than the porn stars. They have more following, they have more fans, they're making more. Um, so it's, there's no, the only reason to really do it now, and I was talking to someone about this yesterday who's nominated for a bunch of awards, that would be one of the only reasons that I would do studio work so I can get the name recognition, hopefully win some awards or whatever. Um, and then that will draw people to my website and OnlyFans. But yeah, right now there's, you know, they don't make that much. It's a lot of work and it's a lot of long hours and days and people telling you what to do and interrupting you're like, no, no, move in there, move there. No, put your dick this way. And, you know, like I did do actually one scene um, for Falcon Studios during quarantine. Um, so it was done through Zoom. And I had director and producer watching and kind of telling us what to do and gave us a script that was really cheesy, me and Tyler. And, um, but I ended up editing it. That was one of like my things. Like I don't like people having control over stuff. So they went and saw my OnlyFans and like, oh, wow, yeah, you're really good. Okay. So they paid me extra to edit the video. Good. So that was kind of the one reason why I ended up doing it. And it was, at our house, so I didn't need to have all of that porn studio kind of feel. It was basically an OnlyFans video for Falcon, and it's still up there. So I did get plenty of fans from that and promotion on Twitter and stuff. So, but um, but yeah, it's not really ne <clears throat> it's not really necessary anymore. I feel. Yeah, because you're basically like, if you're a star on the internet, you basically are like doing your own stuff. You have your own links to your own, you know, like website essentially, and all the money is yours. Because yeah, like exactly. especially with you, because everything is just all you. You do the editing, the producing, you know, you're on directing and putting it all together. That's yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's great. I mean, I love that I can do that, and it, and people are. I'm actually working on a, a group scene now, and they're all talking about how impressive it is. Because I showed them yesterday. I sent the video at like eleven at night. I'm okay. Okay, um, video is all synced up. Fifty four video files all lined up and ready to go an hour and a half scene, tomorrow starts the fun. And they're like, oh my God, I'm sorry you had to do all that. I'm like, no, it's, I love it. But um, that's what I actually had to do for MTV. They just gave me a bunch of videos and say, okay, sync all this up and blah, 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 which is not easy to do, especially in things like this reality TV or things where cameras are stopping and starting and stopping and starting. You have all these different clips rather than a movie or TV show that they go, okay, and action and you know, slate the camera. So you just line up that one clap with everything and just let it roll. Mm -hmm. This, you have to keep doing it over and over. So I have my own ways of, you know, figuring out where things go and when it happens. And I'm usually only like one or two frames off. And I'm always proud of that when I like just randomly drop it in there. I'm like, oh, it's almost perfect. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so it's been working out. I mean, you do have to pay only fans 20%. And um, I do have like an assistant kind of that 
helps me promote um, and does like shout outs on OnlyFans. I have a free page and a paid page. So I give him, you know, a small percentage, very small. And so that's the only really help I have for now. I am looking into maybe hiring an assistant part-time or just because it is a lot of work and there's some simple stuff that they can do, like help me schedule things out and do things, promotion on Twitter and other things like that. But for, for the most part, you know, I'm a one-man show. So this is an application process right now. So if you can send your applications over to Caden Hills for the job, whatever description needed. <laughs> so like Twitter is like, you know, doing its own thing right now. So how's Twitter been treating you as of late? Luckily, nothing's really changed yet. Um, I have been, you know, hearing rustlings from other creators and some people think it's going to go down and they're subscribing to Hive or whatever. And then I hear from other people that Hive is awful and it's a joke and blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, I would be very upset if Twitter does end up going down because that is and has been like my main form of my platform for promotion. That's how I grew with, you know, when I helped promote all my videos and new scenes. And so it would really suck, especially because my Instagram right now, I just hit 10,000 followers in three years. And on Twitter, I have 260 something thousand. So it would be, um, wouldn't look as good as to like the brands that I partner with or whatever and promote other things when I first, I only have 10,000 fans now to followers now to promote through you. So, you know, like I get free stuff or like a lot of people, creators that want to work with me just because of my numbers or, you know, photographers that like to work with bigger influencers. So that part would really suck. Um, Cause I worked very hard to get where I am. And I mean, I wouldn't, I don't like to stress too much about things and I know everything happens for a reason. So luckily I have a really big following on OnlyFans. I have the free page with almost 28,000 followers. So I could always, which I do use that as kind of like a Twitter post new scenes and new content and specials and say, Hey, come subscribe today. You'll get, you know, it's only $4 and you get access to 700 videos. Got a new scene coming every Friday. Here's this week's new video, blah, 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 stuff like that. So I, I mean, I'll find ways around it and you know there will be something eventually hopefully not much longer if it does go out of business but I'm kind of optimistic I think that uh Elon you know realizes that Twitter is kind of at least now it's a big deal in the world you know it's how a lot of things get shared and things happen on Twitter not necessarily all good but I mean you can control it and limit it in different ways and not completely get rid of it yeah. So I'm hoping they figure something out. Yeah, I like Twitter. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I don't get think well, like I do get some stuff deleted, like copyright sound. Like if I have like Lady Gaga and I'm singing in, yeah. in the mirror naked or whatever, like stuff like that. So now I don't do that anymore, and I make sure the copy I uh, pay for royalty free music or I use my own songs. So, but, but yeah, uh, Instagram is just so even OnlyFans they're so picky with the content. I had one um, little gift that I made in Miami with my friends on the beach. We're all wearing Speedos. We're all creators. So I tagged them. Um, I posted on OnlyFans and Twitter. And Instagram, it stayed. You know, the video of us showing our bare butts on the beach. No one else in the picture. And then on OnlyFans, they deleted it, of all things, because it's in a public place. And I'm like, there's no one there. And they said, yeah, but someone could see it. If, 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 um, if fans or people watching it assume or think that that video or clip is uh, something that they could see or someone else could see 
then it's not allowed, even if no one's seeing it. So it's ridiculous. Really? So like you can't do any videos in public spaces then? Correct. If it's showing nudity and adult content, um, things like, uh, and I've talked to um, customers uh, support about this. And they said things like on a balcony and stuff are sometimes allowed if you're not like, you don't have people in the streets walking by that could see you or whatever like if it's just like another hotel far away and then the ocean or you know a busy street that's fine as long as there's not like people in it um i did one scene which is one of my favorite scenes ever it was in la at a bar that one of the boys owned his family owned so like at night it was closed down we boarded up the windows so you couldn't see anything and you know we filmed a great two-hour orgy with 12 guys or 11 guys and that was like my first big orgy production that I hosted. And um, and people have been starting getting that flag taken down because they're saying it's in a public space. And it really sucks just because that's literally like one of my favorite videos. But luckily I have my own website that they don't, you know, I can post that kind of stuff because yeah. we had permission from the guy to be filmed there and stuff. So they're not as strict on my website, luckily. Well, that's good. That's called, folks, that's called a property release for people that are in the industry that would like to know like certain terms. Um, yeah, and they're hard to get and they're not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> so any personal passion projects that you're working on? Personal passion projects. Well, right now I am trying to get through, um, just kind of move on to the LA and sell my house. And I know once I get out there, it's going to be, you know, life-changing because I was just out there for like six months in September and staying with a friend and getting the feel for it and uh, the amount of people I met photographers that reached out companies that saw me tagged and other people's Instagrams and stuff it was just like like I hosted one of the nights at one of the club gay clubs in West Hollywood Mickey's so I was like on all the TVs and I got everyone to come with VIP service and bottles and that was just being out there for a month like imagine when I'm out there for a year or more yeah so um that's kind of like where I'm focusing everything and also, I mean, video editing and stuff and making content is my passion. So I'm definitely, I'm working on um, a holiday Christmas orgy that I just got back from New York filming. So I'm putting my own little spin on it and um, it's like, you know, like cute little Christmas music. And then um, I'm going to make a funny trailer with like a really funny song I have in mind. So, I mean, just getting to show my creativity through my work and through my art is my passion so yeah it's kind of always flowing <laughs> awesome so we'll, we'll be neighbors soon so we'll definitely get together and talk some shit but uh also yeah. I, I, just me being an la girl too just be careful with some of them out there because yeah. you'd be you'd be surprised <laughs> yeah I, I, i've already met one so that kind of fooled me so um hopefully i'll have more of a guard up and like i said that's why people have told me like you're way too nice you need to be careful because people will take event whatever it can get can be you know a random thing whether it's money or a place to stay or and then they end up staying too long like people will just take advantage because they see kindness as a weakness because not a lot of people i guess these days are you know nice especially to strangers or people they don't know and they're just meeting but you know i'm always super nice to people unless you give me a reason not to <laughs> yeah i did a whole episode on it's called we confidential and we talked basically sat down and talk shit about it but um just be leery of those girls that are out there yeah out I, there. I remember reading that on we hope some of my friends were on there before and i would read the shit that they would say about them it was so fucked up <laughs> <laughs> just be careful and it was well, 
not all of it was true. <laughs> so yeah, thank I, you. I'll, I'll, I'm sorry. Well, go ahead. I think, but thank you. Yeah, I'll definitely um, have my guard up, and I'll be careful now because, especially because you and other people are saying it, it's got to be true. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. <laughs> so, as an artist, what's one thing you can't live without? I actually said this the other day. If I was um, stranded on like an island, you can only bring like one thing. It would definitely be music. Like music is like my life. Keeps me entertained. Keeps me sane. Keeps me happy when I want to be happy. Or I can you know go through the emotions of you know a divorce with some of my favorite artists that I feel like touch me and reach me and they get me. So I'm not alone. So I mean I have tattoos of my favorite singer is Pink, and so I have one of her songs called Love Song. And I have a tattoo on my wrist wrapped around. It says, I'd rather bleed with cuts of love than live without any scars. And then it's got like a little drop of blood dripping from it, like on my wrist, like a slice kind of thing from the, let from the letters. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, better to have love and lost than to never love at all. And it's just, you know, lyrics and music and the feeling behind it all really touched me. So I, I love making music. I love writing music. I love listening to it. So definitely music. I will not stop until I make some more music and get there eventually. Yeah, we'd love to hear it. You know, everybody I'm sure is gonna be really excited for that. Yeah, I have a bunch of stuff that I'm, I would just need to, I don't know what to do with it, but it's all old and dated. So I'd be like, you know, it's not kind of like what's hot now. I mean, there's some songs that are, you know, bops now, but I definitely want to You never get... know, the kids might like it. They might be like, oh, yeah. like, you know, like they're rediscovering music now. And so they go like, oh, listen to this track. And it's like, that's a 20-year-old yeah, song. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. That's what like, happened with that my song, Term Young, that I put in a video for the orgy. I wasn't expecting, you know, especially after my friends said, no, that song's not good. And then everyone else ends up loving it. So you never know. Um, so yeah, I definitely plan on doing that, hopefully sooner than later. Once I get settled, I already know a lot of producers and songwriters and stuff that I met in LA. So it's definitely the place to do it. Definitely. So we're coming to the tail end of our episode. Uh, where can everybody find you? You can find me um, on Twitter at Let's Eat Cake XX. On Instagram, it's Caden Hills. That's K-A-D-E-N-H-Y-L-L-S. A lot of people get confused when they try to spell it like K-A-Y. No. <laughs> and um or on my actual website let's eat and that if you go there you can actually get linked to my instagram to my twitter to my you'll see my only fans name so um yeah you can check that out made that last year when we thought only fans was shutting down so and i actually prefer it a lot more than only fans or any site it's kind of like my own personal porn hub oh, my dog's scared. it's kind of like my own personal porn hub um so i have like 600 to 700 videos and on OnlyFans there's no way to organize it really or you have to like scroll and scroll and scroll so on my site you can browse by category by keywords by the collaborator that you look I have a list of like oh, like 200 guys almost that you can just click on you know Don Beef or Diego Sands whoever and it'll show you all the videos with them um and there's different tiers you can be a standard member or VIP and then you get access to you know the 70 private videos that I have that you have to pay for as a standard member or on OnlyFans. So there's a lot of perks to it. Um, so if you don't have an OnlyFans account, I definitely suggest to go to letseatcakexx.com. Um, if you want to stay on OnlyFans because you're already a member and it's easier for you, then onlyfans.com slash letseatcakexx. And yeah, that's where you can find me for now. 
Okay. <clears throat> Is there anything else you want to plug? No pun intended. <laughs> right after I finish this interview with you, I'm going to go ahead and start editing my XXXmas in New York City video again. So I have it ready for the holidays. It's about, I think, 11 or 12 of us. Um, and so, yeah, I'm really excited just to put out things that are different, like Christmas holidays. So I get to put Christmas music and do like things that I don't normally do in the videos. Um, I have my first gangbang in LA that I ever did, which was really, really hot. Um, it started off with just like four and five guys that were fucking me. And then people kept coming to the door. So they were opening the door and panning and people were walking in and joining in. And at one point I didn't realize until I saw the footage, but like there was like five guys on top of me all fucking in a line. It was really hot. I didn't even know that when I was laying down because my head was in the pillow. I was like, oh, wow, that was a lot of you. Take a number. So, yeah, right. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. Um, I know my fans are too. I have like 15 or 16 videos still to edit. So like, there. I mean, there's a lot of content. So I'm excited, but it's overwhelming. Some of the guys are getting a little, you know, impatient. So got to get back to work. But, um, but yeah, so just all my content... I mean, trust me, if you go to my Twitter and just even watch my pinned video, the first video on my Twitter, you will hopefully be convinced because that's, you know, shows a little taste of everything that you get to see in two minutes and I get to edit music to it. So it's like a little porn music video. And yeah, so I think uh, everyone will like what they see. And if not, then fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your afternoon with us and have a good night thank you so much good seeing you and talk to you soon babe sweet bye Bye. (laughs) this is jabber podcast executive produced by john madison if you have a question comment topic or story you want to share we want to hear it email jabbr pod at gmail.com or send us a dm on instagram or twitter at jabber pod this podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only stories and mentions are not meant to hurt anyone or their subtitle parties intro and outro la step by we <laughs>